Hello, guys. It's another episode of the ATL Watering Hole. Hey, y'all. It's um, it's been a minute. It's a what? It's it's been a minute. Oh, <laughs> it's been a few minutes. Yes. Yeah, you know. But we listen. We booked and busy. So I mean, charge to our than me. What? What do you mean? More booked and busy than me right i don't like to share people's stories if they don't care to share them just know y'all it's her fault not mine wow really that's what we're doing that changed over here wow well we've missed you guys talking to you guys about what's going on in our world absolutely so how have you been miss filth (sighs) you know there have been some good days and some bad days um yes still i i thrive <laughs> still i thrive you are funny i ain't gonna say still i rise i'll say still i thrive um because he is able okay he is able. And or as i would say because my now fiance um, love i didn't want to tell the story you guys so if you want to know where we've been and why we've been missing that's what it is. He got a fiance now. <laughs> he loves to tease me about. I supposedly I say he reigns on the throne. Yes, which he, he does. does. But which he does, he does. I mean, am I lying? Not at all. No lies detected. No lies told. Uh, I am. I will just say that I am proud of the amount of cases I've been able to close in 2021. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank Bless you. Bless his name. Yeah. Yes, God. Oh. That's awesome. That is awesome. I will say, um, again, 2020 going into 2021 has been a range of emotions. This is the day before um, my son's 18th birthday. So, you know, feeling a little weirded out about that. (laughs) You shouldn't feel, you should feel accomplished. I mean, I should, but it's just, I don't know. You, it happens so fast. And I guess it's one of those things you don't really understand until you become a parent that's just it I'm, i can only imagine the range of mo- emotions my parents felt when i turned 18 right yeah you know i, I know my cousin she always says she can't wait till her children's 18th birthday like she's gonna kick them out she's like <laughs> i know you're no longer my problem <laughs> but i did see a poster something some article the other day where someone's take on it was that that's a black people thing like that's a cultural thing that we um send our children off as soon as they turn 18 and other races and cultures don't necessarily do that they kind of provide a safe place until the person is the child is ready to be an adult Whatever I, would, that. I would say in my experience that you know my parents didn't like immediately throw me out if you will I spent a couple years um at college before coming back home um <laughs> But yeah, it, you know, there was never a push to be out on our on my own per se, it's particularly for my mother anyway. Um, by the time I was 18, my father had moved to California. But had he still been in, in Michigan, I imagine, again, it still would have been, you know, we would have been able to live there, but it would, it would have been with, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to work, that kind of thing. You know, no one's pushing you out to just take care of everything because 18 is still a baby in mind, even if the law says you're an adult. Yeah, see, that's in your mind. I don't know if that's in all Black parents' minds, but 
I, I, I didn't feel forced from the nest, but my nest was so uncomfortable. I uh, willingly flew from it. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go. So, I don't know. Maybe that was all a part of my mother's plan. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, according to you, she, you snuck in there. So yeah. <laughs> she wasn't trying to <laughs> be somebody's mama no way. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. anyway. Yes. Not, Moving along. Not to prolong. Yeah. Right. Uh, not to prolong or whatever. Uh, we, But we're glad to be talking to you guys again. It, we know it's been a minute. Um, there have been some great things that have happened in our lives. Um, as of late, yes, I am a whole fiance out here. Because see, you yes, know, we yes. still we don't have a little hand clap button where I can press. I know, right? We need to, we need to figure That's out how to do that. that. When I get that, yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, I'll give a quick of how that story happened. Um, we've been together about two years now. And um, so that was something that we had both talked about um, doing as far as taking the next step in our relationship. So we went to go look at rings and uh, end up leaving with one. That's really how it happened. <laughs> and I was very shocked. I, you know, it was kind of like you, it's abstract. Then when it actually has happened, all of a sudden your heart is beating real fast. Like, oh, oh, this is about to happen. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah, I'm excited for the future. Yes. Miss, Miss Lee will now be Mrs. Jones. Me and Mrs. 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 Jones. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. I like it because it, my, my initials won't change. EJ is still EJ. Oh, yeah. It just worked out, didn't it? I don't, I don't understand. How, wait, where did the EJ come from anyway then? The J is my middle initial. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But it works for my soon-to-be name. Yeah, it just fell right on in there. Look at yeah. God. Look, he'd be working. He'd be working. Well, congratulations. Thank again. you. And we're going to get right into it as far as our It's a Vibe. So we've got a couple people we want to talk about. But um, if you guys have some It's a Vibes that you would like us to highlight, please send it to us for ATLWateringHole at Gmail. Because sometimes, again, we be busy, busy, so we have to go looking and see who, what's, what's, what, our, what have our Black people have been doing as of late. So I want to highlight Meg the Stallion, who I'm not necessarily like a huge Meg the Stallion fan, but I do like her. I will say that um, in terms of I love that she appears to me to be a very confident young lady um, in her sexuality and the things that she speaks about. Um, she's not, uh, she's body, body confident. I love that. Um, and, and, you know, having women embrace their sexuality. I don't know why for some reason with hip hop, it always seems like they don't like it. When we embrace our sexuality, would you agree? I don't know if I would say that in hip hop. In hip hop, a lot of times, especially when it comes to Meg, I've heard several rappers talk about um, not liking some of her music or what she talks about, especially when she did that collaboration with Cardi B, the WAP. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like people are always looking for a reason to just be mad, but uh, this is true. As far as like the over-sexuality or anything like that, when I think back to most female rappers, that's the persona. Nicki Minaj, Lil' Kim, Trina. I don't know of any that aren't coming off, 
in that similar, you know, Dang. sexual yeah. thing. So I'm not sure what they're mad about, but if so, they've been mad a long time. A long time. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's because of, you know, the time of Little Kim, Trina, those rappers, you didn't necessarily get their firsthand, I guess, opinions like you do with social media. So oh. you, somebody's always on a podcast and they're being asked questions about what do you think about rap? What do you think about blah, blah, blah? And then they, they give their, for whatever reason, they feel more comfortable to share how they really feel something they wouldn't necessarily say out loud. Got it. Okay. Well, so that's what I think is happening. But Meg has been doing the doggone thing. She has a partnership with Popeye's going where she has her own signature sauce. Girl, put the me sauce. on signature sauce signature sauce i forgot what it's called but um yeah she has a sauce she has i think they have a separate website for her releasing some um limited merchandise including uh bathing suits and uh mugs all kinds of stuff for those who are embracing their inner thotty is that the right word i mean i'm not a huge yeah I'm not a huge fan myself, but I do applaud her making major moves. I did see that she's going to be a Marvel character, like, or a character in one of the upcoming Marvel movies. No, nah, I don't um, know how that's going to go. I haven't seen her acting. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I haven't either, but that I, I'm just saying I shout out to her, to her efforts because you got awesome. to just keep trying it. Got don't limit you. yourself. Don't. You don't know. You could get out there and it'd be amazing. And right. I'm hoping that she will thrive. And what better way to put your toe in the water than to be a superhero? Come okay. on. Okay. All okay. The the latex. Okay. Drip me, drape me. I'm ready. Like I can't, <laughs> I've never acted either, but if I was going to choose, it would definitely be a superhero movie because they just snatch them together and, um, you know, give them those powers. I'm here for it. On top of the partnership that she has with Popeye, she's going to be a franchise owner. Ain't that awesome? Like, see, she got different yeah, levels right. of income streams. That's what I'm here for. On top of being educated. So she's not just focusing on the entertainment. She's making sure she got that mind right. Now, I saw, you know, I saw her little post with her and um, what's her boyfriend's name? Perk. I see the man's face in my mind, but I could not tell you his name. Uh, I need to look this man up. I feel terrible that I don't know it. It's something with a P. Anyway, I don't know that I was feeling that article. It was like, she was like, he feeds my mind, but she didn't say it like that, uh, that he makes her feel intelligent and all of that. And I thought that was cute. It's party, party, but the full name is Partisan. Yeah, that's it. Okay. He has come leaps and bounds from when he was putting out music a couple of years ago. Like he doesn't even look like the same person. He got Wait a minute. He the- was he put out music. Yes, girl. Okay. Clearly, I'm old. His video. I have to see one of his video. No, you ain't old because it was just a few few years ago. Oh, so it was like a blink and then it was done. Yeah. Um, and it's not something you would have just stumbled upon. Not you, I don't think. <laughs> Got it. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's looking completely different now. You know, Meg seems to be rubbing off on him in a good way because he looks totally different and just comes off better. But Pana I'll let say, me upgrade you. I got a degree if that was what meant something to her. And I saw how she was shouting out to her mother and everything like that. And I thought that was wonderful. So 
go ahead, girl. It's a vibe. Oh, okay, so the, the Popeye sauce is called the hottie sauce. That makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, hottie, big. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. But she is our It's a Vibe. We are very proud of you, Meg. If you ever listen to our show, that would be amazing. But we are, yes, we love everything that you're doing. She's also one of the um, judges on a show that I watch on HBO Max called Legendary. It's so good. Oh, I might have to check that out. Absolutely love it. Basically, it is a, an, uh, what do you call it? A homage to the um, uh, house culture in the LGBTQ community. Um, where they do, they have houses and they do these performances and they're, they're all have different themes and it's really, it is so fun. I love watching it. So I highly recommend checking that out. And who is our next is a vibe, Miss Phils? And our next is a vibe is prom time. Hey. John Sanders. definitely want to shout out to him for all of the work he is doing with putting HBCUs on the map. I think it is a wonderful thing. Um, And it's awesome. Particularly made leaps and bounds with how our boys are portrayed in the media light. Mm -hmm. Obviously, him being a big name coming to the SWAC as a coach brought with it a lot of media coverage. But with that, he's used it and manipulated it and turned it into a great thing like he does these before videos when they're on their way to the games. He makes sure they're, you know, uh, dressed in a suit and tie with JSU on the on the um, pocket. That's he makes awesome. sure they do inspirational videos before and after every game. And if you know Deion Sanders, you know that he is just like so congenial. He's really, really fun to watch. He is. And now- for me, it's even more fun to watch because not only is he at my alma mater, hey. he is just doing a great work for all HBCUs. I hope that, you know, children are watching because I know they are very heavily influenced by social media. Absolutely. I hope that they're watching these things and getting excited about going to an HBCU the same way they would get excited about going to a D1 PWI. Right. You know? So I'm assuming Jackson State is Division One, correct? Or are they Division Two? So I don't really know because the way the SWAC does it, they don't really break it down into the division like that. Got you. Okay. I will say I'm I'm glad to see HBCUs being highlighted in this way versus what's going on over at Howard. I don't know if you are aware of that. What do you mean? What's going on at Howard? So the students have been protesting about the living conditions and the food and just basically their right to basic things that they should not be worrying about considering this is one one of the HBCUs who tends to get the most funding. Howard is one of those schools. So the kids have been protesting for the last couple of months. Yeah, Howard is one of the schools they're always talking about. It's like the HBCU. Exactly. Swear you're so like above average if you went to Howard. So I am shocked and appalled at that state. We have seen kids on top of rooftops with bullhorns, basically highlighting all of the issues that has been happening. it, It reminds me of an earlier episode of A Different World where the kids were protesting conditions there and they actually took over one of the buildings um, 
they refused to leave until certain conditions were addressed. So it's sort of like that, but it's been months now. I even have a cousin who goes there and she came home for a little while because the living conditions, or I guess all of the protesting was getting to her. And so she was becoming a little depressed. So her mom asked her to come home for a little while. And obviously with COVID going on, that's not helping the situation, but the kids have complained about mold in their rooms, roaches in the, the uh, lunch rooms. Um, and you're spending thousands of dollars to go to this school. It's insane. They make way too much money at Howard for that. Now, Jackson State, I ain't never seen a roach. <laughs> and I don't know that I was inhaling any mold. Now, it wasn't the Ritz-Carlton or anything, but we weren't doing that. And that's mm -hmm. wild because when you look at the like lineup of funding, Howard is at the top as far at as the, the top is Ivy League like when you think HBCU from their alumni. It makes no sense. So shout out to the Howard students who are speaking up and speak, you know, you know, standing up for uh, what is right. And hopefully there's a change around. But again, I like the fact that with at least with Jackson State, what we're seeing with Deion Sanders, that he's highlighting the good things coming out of HBCUs, because, you know, there's somebody in the background. See, that's why you don't want to go to an HBCU. But the PWIs are no better. Hello, Michigan State. Hello, Michigan. Hello, Penn State. Y'all all got your issues and stuff yet y'all sweep under the rug. Yeah, and whoever's swindling those books in the Howard office, if you're listening, um, bow out gracefully because they will lock you up. Yes, please. It's 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 insane what's going on. Um, but do, uh, let's let not let's not let that deter you from going to an HBCU. So shout out to Mr. Sanders because you're doing some doggone good things. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the culture. Like you'll know yourself better. I I wholeheartedly. If I ever have a child, I'm gonna try not. To, you know, I ain't gonna make them go anywhere, but mm. <laughs> you know, clearly sure? right. right. <laughs> They'll know mama be wearing all kinds of Jackson State stuff. And my cousin actually went to uh, Jackson State as well. Every time there's homecoming, she is, she's back there, <laughs> which makes sense because my grandmother was born in Mississippi. See, yeah, the whole event. So Yeah, so it's a vibe. So you guys, what we did for this particular episode, I did an interview with a friend of mine, uh, Miss Amayu Orndorff, now formerly Miss Smith, Miss Smith. Um, and we talked about interracial dating. We talked about um, online dating and how, you know, there seems to be a, uh, I don't know, people still make you feel weird if, you, you're, if you're online dating, like, why aren't you meeting somebody in the, I guess, quote unquote, traditional way, whereas supposedly like meeting somebody at a bar it, it would be safer or something. Um, so I find that pretty funny. Um, but we did talk about that and we talked about um, what she was, you know, willing to compromise on and the things that she wasn't willing to compromise on. So it's a great conversation. Um, so we're recording this after that, but we're going to put this on top so you guys can enjoy that interview with so Miss Fall on that, even though I think I know the answer to this, because didn't you meet your now fiance through online dating? I did, but when I talk to those who probably would never listen to this show, I tell them we met, we met at Dunkin' Donuts, which is not necessarily untrue because that's what we bonded over. But I don't know. I do feel like sometimes I, I feel weirded out answering that question. What? Why you lying, Craig? I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel weird about answering that question, but we've talked about this in prior episodes about um, 
why it's been so challenging to, I guess, meet somebody in whatever you want to call it, the traditional way where if you're at the grocery store and you see somebody um, that you might be interested. Wait, I didn't hear the response (laughs) to why you lying. (laughs) I just don't like, I don't like sharing it. I met him online. I don't know why. Well, something about it makes you uncomfortable. So could it be the stigma that you're talking about? Yes, right it, now? exactly. It is the stigma that, again, that made people make you feel weird that you met somebody online. But let's be clear, it's 2021. Every, most of the people at this point that are meeting met somebody online. Please stop lying. But that's what it is. <laughs> How are you going to say, please stop lying and you one of the liars? I, I, I'm not taking my own advice. How confused. <laughs> Uh, but i'm honest i'm lying but i'm honest okay i feel i sound like donald trump (laughs) lying to the people my um relationship is also a product of online um a dating app so and we met in a whole pandemic so it was like you're either gonna get online or on these apps or you're What, what was you gonna do I mean, you know, you could just be single, which is okay too. Totally okay. Don't let nobody make you feel like you got to be out there. But at the same time, I do think sometimes, um, and this was some of the things that we talked about, that uh, the church makes it make you feel like you have to wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait. Sometimes the Lord requires you to move. Now, see, I've never, I go to church faithfully. I've never heard the church tell me I have to wait to find a mate. It's not something I'm... Well, my mom used to say that all the time. Like, wait, you know, God will send it when you're at least expecting it. Like, if you're not looking, that's when it comes. An electronic source. He might send it through an app or an email, you know? Would you say that again with online dating, do you at least get more information than what you would get if you meet someone at a you know other places hell no hell no I don't agree um because I think what happens on online is that people put forth their best representative true you spend a whole lot of time well you spend less time trying to really get to get to know the person or pick them apart because you feel like you already have like the cheat code so you're like I can skip past all of this not even thinking that a large portion of that could be false or outdated info true versus when you meet someone in person, um, I don't know, it's more of a quick speed thing because you kind of get a feel for them. And you can ask them in real time those questions that you probably wouldn't otherwise ask. That's just my experience because dating, whenever I've met someone in person, it was a more organic um, buildup. And I felt like I had a deeper connection to the person, if that makes sense. And I wasn't fine. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know. With my now fiance, we spent, spent a couple of weeks talking before we actually met in person. So I thought we had a pretty good connection then. And then so like when we actually lay eyes on each other, it was deeper. So, yeah, I agree with that. But online or anywhere, you, I guess you're putting on your representative. I guess if I meet somebody like at the grocery store, it's more you know, being awkward because I don't know anything versus I've had a chance to build rapport with the person online. Right. Because I've told you with the the meeting in person on the spot like that, I'm usually a goof. Sometimes you can connect 
online and then you meet in person and it's just awkward you're like absolutely yeah and I wonder why that happened well I find that when that has happened to me it's because the person did not look like they did in their pictures that's usually what happens to me see I've met people who look like who look like their picture but it just wasn't a connection like I just didn't so then they're just socially awkward do you remember putt putt yes I remember that (laughs) that's an example okay so like y'all connection talking on the phone and all that stuff was great then when you get in front of him it was like ribbit the conversationalist he is really like cool 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 you get in front of like you get around him and it's just awkward well it was awkward for me do you think again that this is somebody who struggles with being social does that make sense um probably yeah i would say he probably does but he doesn't know that he does he Mm -hmm. he doesn't think i don't think he thinks he's socially awkward interesting i also don't think i was in a position to explain to him that he's socially awkward like if ain't nobody told you thus far Right. That's something he might have to figure out on his own as he uh, struggles to date. Yeah. And now, you know, he'll like, he would tell me stories about like how dates he went on went. And I'm just thinking to myself, uh, it was probably, he's like, it just wasn't a connection. It just wasn't a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. And I'm always thinking to myself, like your mannerisms are a little weird. Like it's just little minute things and idiosyncrasies that you may have that when you meet up with a person they all come to play that didn't come to play before right well my thought process is again I feel like with online dating I at least have some information I at least know the person is seeking to date if that makes sense versus if I'm in the grocery store I don't know if that person is married what their story is same thing me even at the bar I don't know I just I feel like I was more in control, even though eventually whatever a person is about, you're going to find that information once you meet them. You what know? about the fact that makes you feel like you're more in control? The fact that it's printed? Just the fact that, again, it's in a, an environment where I can kind of get a feel for them before I ever actually meet them versus being, you know, me again, when it's on the spot, <laughs> just feeling goofy and, and nervous. I mean, I guess I would still be nervous if it's somebody I'm going to be meeting for the first time, but I've had some, I have something to go off. Now I do like that. Cause you're right. It is more time efficient. We've already had a chance to hear each other's voices. We've already had a chance to, I guess, get an idea of how they would describe themselves if they did their bro- dating profile any remotely uh, with some effort. Yeah. A lot of times men's profiles are very vague. Really? Are those yeah. the ones swiping, swiping left on the vague profile? I suppose, because like with POF, you can make pro- profiles, right? With Hinged, you answered questions. First of all, Hinge is like a fucking, oh, pardon my French. Hinge, girl, we grow. Hinge is too much. It's like Hinge being, was too much to you. Oh my God. I, was I like, like I answering the questions. Except my blood type. I'm not answering not another goddamn question about myself just to be on this dating app. It was Most, too much. I got you know what I, I didn't forgot, but I do remember you could pick with questions that focused on the things that you know you do, like your hobbies and you know your quirks or whatever. So again, one of the questions that 
connected me and my fiance was about coffee and in particular Dunkin Donuts coffee I don't like Starbucks I think it's overrated um and so you can get a good cup of coffee for less than three bucks and so you met him on hinge I met him on hinge yes see Jennifer met her boo thing on hinge too like I think it I think different apps cater to different types of individuals and see how you and Jen both were able to make a match on hinge just because of like I guess the effort that you're willing to put in on the front end as far as you know and funny enough Amayu put me on to hinge because I was about to be done with online dating after that (laughs) before that there's this thing that says people who want to get married get on hinge people who want to fuck get on tinder yes people who date casually get on another one like it each app has like its own little um reputation so to speak right i don't know i've heard that about tinder obviously that was not my annoying what i was seeing anyway um, but I didn't stay on Tinder very long to kind of test theory. I don't think I ever actually met someone from Tinder. I've met some people from POF, uh, met people from Hinged, obviously. And um, what was mm-hmm. the other? There's so many at this point. I, I have used Bumble before, but I never actually met someone with Bumble. And that's where we met, off of Bumble. Gotcha. The point is, don't let anyone shame you however you met. Maybe going forward, I'll be more honest about how I met my fiance. But literally, someone asked me the question, and I said, we met at Dunkin' Donuts. I just, I don't know why. You know why. You don't want the side looks. But I I don't. But it's weird because it's usually people who don't even want to date. They're like, well, were you always looking for love and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I was. Like, I don't know why that's a question to even ask. Like, Like, I'm supposed to be shamed because I was looking for love. What what is that about? Uh, I don't I don't get those types of questions. So the, all of that is like weird to me. But did you always want to get married? And, and like, um, yeah, I do. I would like to find my life partner. It, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, they I wanted, did. They want to too. They want to get married as well. Right. They're I was, making it. I don't know. The way the question was asked to me was making me feel like this is somebody who's accepted being single and. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have you always desired to be connected to someone? Are you going to take his last name? Like, <laughs> I can be I, an accomplished woman and still be excited to be married and tied to somebody. Yeah. And maybe just change who you're having conversations with because this sounds awkward. It was very awkward, but I don't see that person very often. So I'm, I'm not tripping. But I again, like two people have asked us, asked me where we met. Like who, who was asking? Only two like people have randomly asked me where we met. Got you. And I didn't lie and say Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't lie and say the skate rink. <laughs> okay, I was like, hey, uh, we met on on a nap. Because it is what it is. And nobody says it, they don't even think about it twice. That's their response when you say that. Like, oh, okay. And that's it. No, it's all okay. That's it. I think yeah. I come off like. <laughs> She's very sure in her responses. Um, let me not take this sideways because she'll tell me that ain't none of my business. So right. I, that's what it is. Maybe they just, or maybe they, I, maybe I'm just talking to different people than you are. Maybe the people I'm speaking with are 
Like, get it how you live out here, shawty. However you had to meet, that's cool. Now, the two people that asked you, are these people that know you very well, so they know that if they came at you wrong, they already knew what they was going to get? No, actually, one of them was a member of his family. Okay. I've never been a person before in my life. Uh-huh, uh, okay. Like a barbecue or something, and they mm-hmm. asked, and he kind of, like, looked at me. Like, he was scared to answer. And I'm hmm. like, you just tell him. So maybe there's some type of stigma attached. I don't know, but I've never. Were they older? I don't think so. I feel like they were in their 30s or 40s. Okay, so still, you know, close in age to you to where that wouldn't be out of the realm. Like, oh my God, what is a dating app? (laughs) And then the second person that asked was a family member of mine and they are close to me. So they probably knew like, well, she don't, she don't care. She meet people everywhere. It could be online, in person. It don't matter. Gotcha. I think, again, the world is such that we have different ways to connect with people. So why limit yourself? I really don't know what people are going to do when this stuff starts trying to go back to what's the new normal. Because people, to me, were socially awkward before. And now they're definitely socially awkward. Like Absolutely. It is great. To start a conversation with a stranger post-pandemic, I don't even know if I can say post but it's still going on. This is true. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily try. <laughs> it's weird moving past not shaking hands. So now we're not bumping elbows and, and <laughs> whatever. It's weird. Not for me, because I never liked shaking hands to begin with. Don't really with your hands. Oh, yeah. wow. They're disgusting. I don't know what you were doing with them. I never liked shaking hands. And because we're attorneys, and that's like the corporate way. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I like want to give you the head nod like a nigga, pretty much. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I just want to do the head nod <laughs> and move on. Because I don't want you touching my hands. I don't. I don't. And that reminds me of this scene in a movie Martin was in where he is this jewel thief and somehow the, the, the diamond is inside of a police station. So he's walking through the ducks, like crawling on his knees, and he just happens to walk past seeing one of the the sergeants putting some type of itch cream on his <laughs> private oh area. So then when he comes out of there, the dude he tries to shake his hand. hand and he's yeah. like, he's better stand. He hugged him and yeah. then went on. And the dude was looking like he was the weird one when he didn't and wash that, his damn hand. That's what I used to do when people would reach to shake my hand. I'd be like, I'm more of a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's funny Thank you for the pandemic in that sense because i might not ever shake another hand <laughs> well you guys we'd like to know what what are your thoughts we've talked about this before but i guess we can reiterate on not limiting yourself when it comes to dating on how you meet people whether you're uh open to dating outside of your race and what that experience has been like um and when if you have met someone online and want someone ask you how you met your now uh partner what do you say do you tell the truth or are you like me and you telling them you met at some random coffee place have you ever dated outside your race i have okay i have i don't know if you remember i was dating this guy's name was tristan tristan was mixed Okay. And then there was another guy that I dated. I don't know if I dated him here though. This was back in Michigan. He was pretty much, I guess you could say Indian. He 
grew up in a in a small country outside of India, but it might as well be India. He was very, and it's funny because most of those Indian men, those are black men. Okay, he was darker than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Darker than me, but that boy was that he was Indian or whatever. So I dated him for about a couple months, but he okay. was quite short <laughs> too. Yeah, but all that to say, I have dated outside of my race. So yes. Yeah, so have I. Um, I heard an interesting thing the other day. My friend was like, you know, they're probably depending on you to have the chocolate babies, and I was like, what? What does that mean? Right. So I like my boyfriend's family may be depending on us because a lot of them are like mixed mm. race babies that are being born into his family. Like, um, and so I looked at him kind of perplexed and then, you know, my boyfriend's like, yeah, actually I think dark skinned people we're dying out. We're a dying breed out here. I was like, I don't think so. He's like, at least when I went to school, most of my friends who were my complexion were interested in someone who wasn't their complexion. So, I mean, if interracial dating is on a rise and then I guess to take it a step further, same race dating, but different, I guess, complexion dating is on a rise too. Mm -hmm. I guess we're getting rid of a complete, a, a complete skin tone there. I thought it was weird. Well, and you know, like, genetics is weird anyway, because you, I have a friend who both of her parents were extremely light-skinned and she's just as chocolate as she wants to be. And mm -hmm. then like, even with my fiance, uh, his two, his two oldest kids, the daughters are both chocolate, even though he's lighter and their mom is darker, but they came out dark, just like their mom. And then of course there are the little one, um, whose mother is also dark skinned, um, He's just, he's lighter than uh, his father. So the point is genetics, you're going to do what genetics going to do. Yeah. And long live the chocolate babies. Okay. Um, my, 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 both of my parents are chocolate. So <laughs> chocolate me and then chocolate my brother. And then uh, my niece who her mother is lighter. She is as chocolate as me and her father. So genetics going to do what genetics going to do. Yeah, you know, me and but I'm open to them all. I, I, it's not that I have a preference per se, um, but I will say my longer term relationships have been with men who were lighter than me. Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. But not yeah. because I planned it like that. I'm curious to hear Mayu's thoughts on dating outside her race or marrying outside her race. So, yes, yeah, she talks about that on the interview um, about not limiting herself. And feeling like the pool was smaller anyway, I guess, for quality black men on top of the fact that um, oh, it was very important for her to wait as far as intimacy was concerned. So we hate that. I hope we as a culture can grow past that um, and just maybe I don't know how we do it. Do we just shoot a booster into the pool to revitalize it so that it doesn't have a bunch of guppies? Yeah, I, I did tell her, you know, the dating pool has pee in it at this point. So I'm glad she found her person. <laughs> well, and I we talked about the story of how we came up with ATO watering hole. So that was cool, too. Oh, okay. Shout yeah. out to that gentleman. I wish we knew his name. Shout out to you, dog. Shout, Shout out, out to you. Because he made, points were made. 
and he was talking about that Bitcoin, remember? And it's jumping what? now. That he, he was trying to get us on. Cryptocurrency <laughs> and Bitcoin. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but now I do. Now was, we do. I got a little Bitcoin. And it's about $100, but I got some. <laughs> I haven't got any more. So. But shout out to him. Yes. And, uh, keep hope alive out here for the people who have found their forever. Kudos Absolutely. The ATO watering hole is about understanding that love is water. You got to get that water, right? But to get that water, you got to go to the watering hole. All different types of animals go to the watering hole. Sometimes you might get snapped up by something in the water. Well, don't be out here at the watering hole and you marry and promise somebody. Else. <laughs> Listen here, you're not supposed to be at the watering hole. No, you at a different hole. Stop it. You didn't got your water. If you married and you happily married, you didn't got your water. Right. Exactly. And if you're not happily married, don't stay in something just because. That's yeah. not what God has called you to do. That's right. Life is too short, especially Way too now. short. We see that it is forever fleeting. So get get go get happy. Go, go get, get happy. So we would love to get questions from you guys. I know we are sporadic in terms of um, recording, but um atlwateringhole at gmail.com where you can uh, send us questions and or you can even uh, give us your comments on the show or things that are going on in your life we'd like to hear what your thoughts are on online dating and getting that water whether people have pressured you to feel weird about uh, online dating and things like that but don't limit yourself when it comes to love because the world is just entirely we it's too big to um, limit yourself in that way to where only you, you meet people where you go out and things like that, especially if you somebody who don't go out and you waiting for them to dang near beat the door down. Spoken from EJ. I'm just saying. A reformed EJ. Cause honey, a reformed. we thought having to marry the pizza man. Yeah, okay? pretty much. I, I had, I had a routine before it was an intervention on the part of my homies and my own child who said, mom, you know what? You need a man. It's you're yeah, getting on my nerves. I don't want to go to a concert with you. No, I don't. <laughs> so many years ago when I first met EJ, like probably a year after having known her that we had this conversation. And look at her now. Now she's on her way. Look at out. me now. In fact, I would not have met Michael B. Jordan had it been for y'all. Remember that? Because I wouldn't go nowhere. That is wild. Do you, you have to thank God for the growth and the transformation. When you look Gross. back on like, man, in a short while, Look at look at what has transpired. Look at and what has happened. God is good. So yes, he is all the time. So EJ is of EJ Lee Law Practice, where we are referee whistle official out here with our branding and making sure that we are registering our trademarks with the USPTO. You can reach me at 678-343-2799. Um, and we look forward to working with y'all, you know. And y'all know me, same OG, hey. Moana. Of the Fells firm specializing in criminal defense where advocacy is priority. Look us up, www.thefellsfirm.com. Google me, call me, beat me if you need to reach me, 404 hey. Um, Yeah, hopefully you won't need me, but if you do, if I'm you here. Do, we got you. <laughs> so we're going to make sure all that information is in the description box and we will catch you guys on the next episode, ATL Watering. Bye, guys. Talk to you guys soon.
Well, hello to our ATL Watering Hole listeners. I have a special guest on the podcast with me, one of my longtime friends, and it's just going to be a hilarious time, uh, the <laughs> beautiful Amayu Orndorff. I'll make sure I'm saying Yes, ma'am. That is my new last name. Formerly Smith. Yes. Not Will Smith. No relation. No relation. No relation. (laughs) So would you like to tell the people how we met or would you like me to do it? Okay, so. um, (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) At the peak of my singleness, (laughs) um, I was following this uh, very inspirational uh, woman. Her name is April Mason. And um, I actually found her because she went viral on media takeout. And I was like, wow, she's talking about some things that I really agree with as far as femininity and, and not feeling like you have to bear it all, blah, blah, blah. So um, I began following her and she talked about how a lot of women are complaining about how there are no single men in Atlanta and all this other good stuff. No so single she actually, good men. No single good men, that's specify. And so she had, basically she went live and she was like, I'm going to be at a specified location and I'm going to have some eligible bachelors there and ladies if you say there are no good men I've got two right here so pull up so I decided to pull up because why not right I was single why not? um pulled up and I I I saw her and I saw the gentleman there and um I don't know if you need to get into the whole story of what happened with the guys we can we got time okay so time, since got we got time. time today um <laughs> So we chatted and got to know each other and all that good stuff, exchanged numbers, blah, blah, blah. So on the way out, of course, he walked me to his car like a gentleman. Um, We exchanged numbers, like I said, and I never heard from him again. Hmm. Ghosted on the first day. However, there was a young lady there by the name of EJ that I also got to meet. Hey, EJ. Hi. And she and I connected and we talked about what happened with our dates after that. And we were both pretty much in the same boat. However, even though we didn't make a love connection that day, we made a friend connection. That is. It's love too. It's just a different type of love. Right. It's that sisterly love. love. Yes. Now the funny (laughs) thing is my dad actually introduced me to April Mason. I don't know how he found her. And I can't remember whether he was on Facebook at the time because, you know, you know, Facebook was one of those places where it was for the kids. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. all of our old people start coming over and it's not the same (laughs) place. But, but anywho, I, I digress. My dad is the one who introduced me to April Mason and I have been following her for a while. So she you know, was talking about how a lot of her clients would complain about there's no good men and dating mm-hmm. and things like that. So she started doing that experiment where she would go to a restaurant somewhere in Atlanta and then um, there would be two or one man available there that was single. I don't know whether she met the men at there or she knew them ahead of time. But the point is she, en- she encouraged women to come out. And strangely enough, I just assumed tons of women would show up, right? So Me that too. one particular day, I was like, I bet you it's a ton of girls there. They probably surrounding the men or whatever. But I was there at home by myself. My son was out with his friends because at that point he was like, deuces, mama. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I had, my hair was ready for a twist out that was about to be bomb. So I said, let me go ahead and take this hair down while mm-hmm. I'm listening to her talk to the guys. I really thought I was going to be late. So I hopped in my car because I lived all the way in the boonies and <laughs> drove all the way to, what was it? Tom, Dick and Hank's. Yeah, and, and Hanks. there they were still sitting 
I just knew I figured, well, if there was nobody there, I would just go to the bar and get a drink and leave. Hello. So, <laughs> and let's talk about how janky that parking lot was. It Ooh. was... It was an adventure. <laughs> that it was. I'm, I'm glad I'm still alive. I should have been on the back of a milk carton. Fool, you and me the, both. The attendant in the parking lot. But all that to say, <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest, the gentleman that you ended up talking to was the one I was interested in. So mm-hmm. the other guy that was there, he was nice and everything. And we talked for a little bit. Um, we did exchange numbers. And we went on one day. And as you were, I was ghosted as well. But I wasn't upset. I wasn't yeah. upset. It was kind of like, hmm. I was just like, why, Lord? Like, why, why were you even here, sir? Like, why did you come just to ghost me? I'm cute. <laughs> Get right, into it. Right. Well, you know, the <laughs> thing about him is clearly they weren't there to meet anybody per se. You know what I'm saying? So there, that's, it's kind of like we were saying. There are single men, but mm-hmm. are quality. You know, mm-hmm. so that, um, and n- nothing against them that maybe just wasn't our season or their season to meet someone or whatever. Um, definitely but, not because we have moved on to bigger and better things, bigger <laughs> but at the end of the day, I got what I was supposed to get, and that was you. Um, and you same definitely <laughs> one of my closest friends, so I am grateful nonetheless. So, yeah, that is how I met Miss Orn- Mrs. Orndor. I don't need to say Miss anymore. <laughs> and we'll get into that too. Um, so what we're going to be talking about on this episode is, first of all, stepping out of your comfort zone, because a lot of women are afraid to do that. Um, pri- prioritizing your love life, because I feel like a lot of Black women in particular put everything ahead of that and just think that's just going to come. And then surprise when you start creeping up on 40 and still single. So well you have to make it a priority. It's not like it used to be where, you know, parents are introducing you or, you know, the pool has gotten so much bigger, you know, to where you have to be a little bit more, um, intentional, intentional. Yes. That's the word Mm -hmm. intentional. Like we were that day. It might not have worked out that day, but we kept on going. You know, mm-hmm. got to be consistent. You can't just go out there one time. Oh, that's it. He's not coming. He needs to bring me a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So what, what other, I guess, dating pools, since this is the ATL watering hole, have you dipped your toes in? Okay. So I am a big proponent of online dating and I know a lot of people, they, they cringe at it. They're like, I gotta do this profile and there's all these trash people out here. But the, the reality of the situation is the pandemic brought a lot of people into online dating who were not doing it before. Mm. so that's one perk of the online dating also you can kind of screen for the things that you don't want the deal breakers like if you if you know that you want kids and a person says they absolutely don't want kids you can screen for them and not have to go on three dates before you have that conversation um so I was on like five dating sites when I met my now husband <laughs> I think it was five let me see I was on Bumble Tinder I did Facebook dating for a while Ooh, POF my God. and the inner circle yes I was on five dating sites wow 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 not to know. mention the endless Facebook singles groups yes. I was in at least three or four of those as yes. well yes being um a lawyer 
and everything. A lot of my colleagues are single. And so they were telling me about different dating groups on Facebook, which I did not know was a thing. You know, Facebook is one of those things where it was just your friends and family. And all of a sudden it started turning into these groups, with mm-hmm. lots and lots of groups with lots of opinions, if you will. <laughs> so um, I initially was in one of the dating groups. I forget what it was called. What was her name? Shay? MCM. MCM. Yes, yes. yes. MCM. The middle class matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> I can I cannot say that my time in that group was bad. It was a learning experience because mm-hmm. it it again forced me to get out of my comfort zone. Yes. I went places intentionally to meet people and we had fun. They did a, a field day that I enjoyed. And of course, the guys that are known for their barbecue was was barbecuing. So it was, it was a good time. And I, and I did meet some gentlemen there that I dated for a little bit. So, um, I'm not upset that I, you know, attempted to do that. Um, also I have been online dating, I guess, dipping my toes in that since I'm dating myself probably about (laughs) 2000. 2000 because that would have been around 2000 2001 black planet when black planet came out i'm going i'm going in the vault okay black planet (laughs) was facebook before facebook let's keep it real facts let's keep it all the way 100 i assume black planet is black was was black owned at the time I don't know if it you is. You know, that's now. a good question. We need to find that out. Yeah. I, I'll, let's assume it, it, it was owned by Black people. They were on it. They had the chat rooms. They had the profiles. They had all of that stuff that people weren't thinking about. And again, dating is just different now. It's not where you are going to a bar. Um, again, it's not where you're meeting people through uh, friends and things like that you have more options and so Mm -hmm. I don't understand why so many people are against it like oh my god you don't know who you can meet well you don't know who you can meet at the bar it's even worse because at least you don't even have a profile now could people lie yes but Mm -hmm. they lie at the bar they lie everywhere so it's not at least you have an idea of what they're looking for. And you can say yay or nay, if that matches with what you're looking for in terms, like exactly. you said, if you want children and things like that, that's eventually going to come out. Absolutely. I don't see people lying about that on a profile per se. Right. The only thing they can't lie about in person is their height. Yes. Um, and but I, other than that. That has happened to me. <laughs> the gentleman said he was, he was five, eight, and he showed up every bit of five, 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 four. Oh, precious. He, mm. Yes, he was. Mm. Milk done. <laughs> yes, indeed. So um, let's talk about. Hmm. Do you do you know do you have a preference when it came to dating? Was there a preference or do you think that you your initial preference had to be tweaked? Um, I would say in the beginning I did, like when I was like 25, I was like six feet, six packs, six figures, you know? Um, and then I decided not to be so shallow. I need to be on a shirt. Say that again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Six pack. Six six feet. Hold on. Six figures. I say that jokingly, but I like, (laughs) I say that jokingly because those are a lot of the things that a lot of women, um, they say are their, their non-negotiables. And, um, of course, as I got older, other things just became more important to me. Mm. Like, do you love the Lord? You know, 
Um, do you want children? Um, do you smoke cigarettes? Things like that, because I realized that regardless if he was six feet, if he didn't want children, it didn't matter. But if he was 5'10 or 5'8, but he did want children and he loved the Lord, that was far more valuable to me than those physical attributes. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't need to be attractive. Let's not go there. You got to at least be able to look at him across the room and be like, mm, that's mine right that's there. That's mine right there. I'm going to stick beside him. And I'm going to stick beside him. And <laughs> so, so that is, so I didn't really have a preference as far as like race or height. I was like, yeah, I, I want him to be taller, but that wasn't a deal breaker per se. Um, as far as employment, of course, you know, I want someone gainfully employed, like mm-hmm. most women, um, but it, I didn't have like a, he has to make six figures type of thing. It wasn't like that. It was just, you know, someone upwardly mobile, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm trying to think, did I, I did not have a preference either. I've been, um, what I'm looking for an open mind mm-hmm. for the most part, um, and for some reason, I tend to be uh, attracted to the quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I like a, a dude with some quirks for some reason. So I, I, again, don't have a preference either. I'm also not one of those where the, the traditional roles have to apply is in terms of like, he has to pay every bill and all of those different things. We can work together to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because to me, when it comes to relationships and eventual marriage partnership, um, we should be lightening each other's loads. It shouldn't be right. where all is on one person and vice versa, as far as, you know, your cleaning styles and all those different things, you kind of bring those together. Um, I find that some of my friends, and I'm not going to say no names. They know who Don't they say are, their name. But hit dogs <laughs> holler tend to be very uh, strict and mm. not compromising. And if you're going into a relationship without trying to compromise, why? are you dating i just i don't know i think a lot of people have that fantasy of what they see on television where they just meet this person and then everything just works out great and it's oh and he does this and i do that and it's that's just not the reality of the situation he's going to squeeze his toothpaste in the middle of the tube and not roll it up from the end and and that's okay and you'll survive and you can still have a completely awesome guy that loves you and cuddles you and all the other great things that you need that are way more important than him squeezing the toothpaste in the middle of the tube that's all i'm saying um, i wonder if that's one of yours because you you focus right there in the middle of- <laughs> no that that's actually not one of mine but i do roll mine up from the from the bottom <laughs> gotcha 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 so i feel like again it's all about compromise because we're mm-hmm. coming from two different backgrounds, right? Two different right. upbringings, mm-hmm. you know, and you're bringing them together. So since the last time we were on the show, cause it's been a minute, you know, people have lives and, and, and things are mm-hmm. going on. Pandemoniums. But, uh, pandemoniums, <laughs> pan- panoramas, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but in between that time, I got engaged. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So you, those who have been listening to the show for a while, you know, um, myself and Luana have been talking about our dating adventures and um, being in uh, relationships at this point. And so 
since the last episode, I haven't got engaged. So I'm excited about that. And uh, happy Veterans Day. Yay. Thank you. My guy is a veteran. So um, we appreciate. All- and you're a veteran, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So we appreciate all that you guys have done for your country. Um, a lot of times I know it goes unappreciated. So well, we appreciate you guys. But all that to say, um, <clears throat> yeah, dating has not been. Um, without its challenges Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at the same time I recognize again that if you're thinking you're going to go and just find a husband like that um you might want to rethink that uh (laughs) so what do you feel like when you first started dating you had some things that you needed to change or adjust and how did you do that so this has been a, a very long journey. Um, when I spoke earlier about um, speak um, about when I found April Mason, that's when I really was starting to get into embracing my femininity more and and working in my feminine energy more so than my masculine. And even now, it's still a challenge, and I have to remind myself like who I am and that I don't have to do all of it, and I, that I don't have to um, to carry it all, and that I can just rest in my femininity sometimes. Um, so that was part of it. And I think where a lot of women go wrong is we will seek out um, a mentor for our career. Um, If we want to get deeper spiritual, we'll find a a mother at the church. But when it comes to love, we want to just let it happen and it'll come to you. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, yeah, that's some people's story, but that's not everyone's story. And you do have Mm -hmm. to be intentional about um, what you want and you do have to be willing to make those compromises like you like you mentioned earlier um, because you do have these two whole lives that are coming together. It's not, not meeting my other half. No, you're a whole person and you're going to meet a whole, whole other person and both of y'all have flaws and you have to be able to uh, be willing to accept the things that you all can accept and change the things that you may need to change. So yep. that was part of my journey. Um, also, um, I kind of went through kind of a little spiritual journey similar mm-hmm. at that, at that same time. <clears throat> um, and just not being so hard on myself because I did grow up Pentecostal and it's very rigid, very strict. And I'm still a Christian. I still love the Lord. Um, but I'm, I've realized more so, um, just that I am under grace and that I'm okay if I don't get everything perfect every single time, like, God still loves me as opposed to God doesn't love you. Look at this, look at that. Like, that's not, it's not God. God loves you. (laughs) Exactly. Um, He just wants the best for us. And so that was part of it. So there was a femininity, there was a spirituality. um, And that's, that was really it. And just, just being intentional about, about dating and putting that in the forefront. Gotcha. I love it. Um, I too had went through a sort of a, sort of a reset I guess Mm -hmm. um and just like you said when I discovered April Mason just being aware of what it means to just be a woman in dating because a lot Mm -hmm. of us are so quick to lead with what we do oh Mm -hmm. I'm a a this I'm a that blah 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 Mm -hmm. um instead of just who you are as a woman and I think a lot of times women don't know who they are especially if you are um well well off financially and things like that in your career they wouldn't know what to say about themselves without that Mm -hmm. and I I struggled with that for a little while just like okay who is EJ if she's not this attorney who is EJ if she's not a mom who is EJ if she's not all these different things who is just EJ I had to sit with that for a little bit 
Um, and I'm still sitting with it, you know, just kind of figuring out it, that that is an ever evolving process. I think right. my son is getting ready to turn 18 in a couple days. Um, so I'm going from, you know, parent to more of a listening ear, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of like, Hey, you might not want to do this. You might not want to do that. And this is why, but you're probably still going to do it anyway, because sometimes <laughs> you need experience. You're grown now. You're grown. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just kind of figuring out uh, what the next chapter of my life looks like, um, kind of focusing on myself a little bit and uh, my upcoming marriage, if you will. Um, have you done therapy? Um, you've done couples therapy, correct? Um, yes. So I, I've done I've done group therapy with my my immediate family. Ah. Um, I see a therapist now re- semi regularly. And my husband and I, we did do a premarital counseling as well. Awesome. I, it's so funny. When I was a kid, I clearly remember um, just hearing my, the people in my, in my church, the churches I grew up with, um, talking about therapists as if it was something taboo, mm. you know? And I think a lot of people are t- don't understand that God has given us other ways Mm-hmm. to um take care of ourselves mentally um and not just praying about everything that's what therapists are for these people have been trained and sometimes you might need a little bit of medication but that's okay mm-hmm. you know we have to make that um take the stigma off of that absolutely and, and it's just way too many people walking around um untreated because they've been shamed into thinking that therapy is somehow meaning you're not leaning on God or you don't trust God. I can trust God and get this therapy too. Right. I just like, I trust him, but I wear my seatbelt in my car. Listen here. (laughs) It's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. That's what I have. I love it. I love it. So yes, that's definitely something that we're going to be doing um, as we uh, go into the next chapter of our lives as well. So um is there any questions you'd like to ask me? Oh, wow. Dang, I wasn't ready for that. Um, <laughs> but before I get into that, I do also want to comment on the therapy thing as well. Yes, um, please. Just because I used to kind of be in that group, especially com- coming up in the in the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, you're feeling depressed. Oh, you need to pray. Oh, you're feeling this. Oh, you're horny. You need to fast. <laughs> you do Exactly. It's, it's all. The- and I'm like, yes, these things are applicable. Yes, you can use them. But also, can we deal with the trauma that you may have experienced as a child that you haven't dealt with? And now you're trying to be an adult and those childhood traumas are coming up. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely pray for things. Absolutely. Not. And I would say, go ahead and pray. But just like that mug says, you can have Jesus and a therapist too. So yep. uh, I 1000% encourage therapists and therapy. Absolutely. So. Do you think um, that there are gaps within the church in terms of, obviously we, we're, most people are waiting for marriage as far as sex is concerned, but then it's like, you get married and like, boom, you just supposed to know exactly what to do. You're supposed to bust it wide open. Bust it wide open <sighs> with all of the experience of the Jezebel, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the, and the thing about it is, and churches are trying to do better. Um, the church that our generation has is definitely not the one that our parents grew up in. So they are doing better. Um, I wouldn't even say it's a gap. It's a whole disconnect 
because they're on matter of fact on married at first sight it was a few seasons back there was a young lady named iris and she was a virgin uh, and yes she um that's her heart she identified as a virgin and it was almost like that was her whole identity exactly and mm-hmm. i saw myself in her my my older older self you know and I was just like, yeah, I see that. And even, even when I was dating my now husband, like I would like make little comments, like, you know, you're not getting nothing. And he, he's like, I already know that. Like we already talked about that. And I didn't realize how much I was so focused on that as part of my identity that I was pushing that on him and he already knew. Mm. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, girls, calm down, tone it down. I could, I, in my head, I'm telling her this, of course, I'm just yelling at the television, like, girl, we get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, with television, they're going to focus on the things that are going to get them the views and the controversy and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then she didn't get picked at the end. Right. And, you know, like I, I felt the church sigh and be sad at that moment. The whole <laughs> church was like, oh, <gasps> she didn't get picked. Oh, man. Um, because the, the church will have you thinking that like, that's it. That's all you need to do. Read the Bible, be a virgin. You will get your husband. All will be well. And there's so many more aspects to it. So um, I have actually forgotten the original. Qu- oh, it was about the gap. So yes, there absolutely, there's absolutely a gap and a disconnect and there needs to be something, especially for women that have abstained. Now the reality is most haven't, and that's okay too. God still loves you, you know, but for those that have abstained and have not cohabitated, it's like, what is, what is, how do I even merge my life with this person? Like, we're going to be in the same bedroom together. We're going to share the same bathroom. We're going to eat dinner together. Like it's, it's a whole new life. Oh. And I really wish there was like a little course. Cause I sure enough was looking for one. I couldn't find one, <laughs> but a need, fill a maybe, need, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm working on that. Actually, I've been thinking about that, (laughs) that transition from singledom to wifehood. So I've only been in it about five months now. So, (laughs) right. So we're not saying you have the sauce, but like you said, what would you want for you as somebody going from being single and having your own space and all those things to now merging it with someone and being expected to, again, know your sexuality and all those things, the things you like and don't like. Um, right. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the partner that you choose. And I, I thank God for my husband and I'm not going to get too in depth with this because we haven't talked about it beforehand. So I don't know how much I can say, Right. but I will that. just say that he <clears throat> was very patient with me and still is very patient with me. And we work well together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He knows what you need <laughs> before yes, you did. really need it. <laughs> more than enough hallelujah (laughs) that is awesome but yeah I just I do think a lot of times um that that piece is missing I've heard it so many times of like even in other uh, religions if you will people who are Muslim or or Hindu it's books 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 get married and they're like I went from all I did was school 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 and then all of a sudden I'm just supposed to know what that to do come on right yes so I, I, to me, if anyone was to put together a course, again, see a need, fill a need, mm-hmm. you don't even have to necessarily focus on the religious part, just focusing on understanding the transition from being on your own to being a wife. And again, understand that it's okay to enjoy sex because it's not just for your husband, it's for you mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think a lot of times it's always about your, your husband's needs and not yours. 
Right. Absolutely. It's definitely very one-sided, very patriarchal in, in that sense when it comes to pleasure and stuff like that. Um, I actually recently started watching um, Sex, Love, and Goop. Mm, let's talk on about Netflix. that. How it's, is it? It's very, it's very good. And and even me watching that speaks to my own personal evolution with my relationship with God and sex, because I wouldn't have watched that in the past. Mm. Or if I saw there was a, a lesbian couple on there, I would be like, oh, I can't watch this because I was so, um, I don't want to say closed-minded, but just so hyper-focused on what I felt like I had to be in order for God to love me. So Anywho, I'm in a new place now. Obviously, I watched the show. It was really good. Um, mm, okay. Episode two, get into that. Have you watched no, it at all? I have not. I saw the title and I actually saw this discussion about it on Twitter. And it was a lot of people saying that they felt like it was borderline um, abuse, if you will. I'm assuming we're talking about the same mm. show. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've watched it all the way, but let me make sure this is the same show. Yes, I yeah, I is watched it. Is there a lesbian couple on the show? There no. is. Okay. So part of the sh- the episode that they were talking about, I don't know what episode that was. Um, the the therapist was helping the one of the, the couples, one of the ladies in the couple. Um, I guess she was literally touching her. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So so they, they actually did speak about that and how that's not, that's not legal in all 50 states. Okay. Um, but it is, uh, I can't think of the name. It was something with sexological something. I can't remember the exact name of it. Right. But um, of course they have to have the patient's con- patient. Yeah. Patient. Yeah. The mm-hmm. patient's consent. And right. she did. And um, I don't know how graphic we can get on here. Girl, we can get it. Yeah, we, we grow. We're gonna get we're gonna we get butt grown. naked. Yeah. Okay. So one of the one of the women in the lesbian relationship um had a problem with being penetrated. Um she found it painful okay. and um just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um it actually spoke to another an, another episode, well, a di- different couple on on a similar episode. And this lady, she was the way she was sitting. She was talking about how she felt like she was getting her month, her yearly pap smear. And oh, if you wow. think about it, if you haven't had sex, that's your first introduction to penetration is getting a pap smear. And any woman who's listening to this right now knows that that's probably one of the most uncomfortable positions you can ever be put in <laughs> in life. So, not my favorite. Um, Right. So going back to the, the lesbian couple, she um, she had problems with that. And so the lady was physically I mean, you you couldn't see the lady's vagina or anything like that. They covered her up, but she was physically putting her fingers inside of the woman um, and she was trying to do it gently. And her the woman's partner was there watching to know because they want they wanted to incorporate that into their sex life, but they didn't know how. So. To me, I didn't see it as abuse or anything like that um, because she did get the consent. And when she said, okay, this is painful or, oh, that hurts or, oh, that feels good, she was responsive. So it actually, I don't know, to me, like I got it and it may be because of being on the end of someone who hadn't been penetrated other than being, you know, on my yearly exam and knowing how uncomfortable uncomfortable that situation was. Mm-hmm. I kind of related to her a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Um I have since then had that that wonderful penetration. Thank you. Yes. Um, however, yes. <laughs> but I, I could I could completely relate to that feeling of 
uh, or bracing yourself because this is going to hurt. That was like mm-hmm. her first thought. This hurts. And so, yeah, I can see how some people could look at it a different way. But me having the insight that I had, I understood why she felt like she needed to do that and accept that type of treatment. I'm trying to understand why the, the treatment would be illegal anywhere as long as you have the patient's consent. Uh, a lot of times I feel like life surpasses the law. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because well, if everyone's an always, adult, yeah, then there's last to catch up to anything. <laughs> right. So the hearts and minds have not changed. Right. And but and it was and it was really informative. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed just watching that and learning some things. So yeah. Check awesome. it out. Well again <laughs> I encourage people who are in relationships to be vocal about what it is that you desire as it relates to your sexual life, because that if you're with somebody you're going to be with for the rest of your life, <laughs> you got to speak up. Right. You know? And I think a lot of women don't um, know how to do that without feeling some type of way about speaking up about what they enjoy in sex or somehow right. you're made to be shamed because you enjoy sex or you want to do other things in sex that um, right. some people might not agree with. But the marriage bed, according to God, I'll say it, is undefiled. Well, so I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand why we can't have these conversations. I think those were some of the things that have um, turned people off from going to church mm-hmm. um, and, you know, having that, uh, that camaraderie because right. so many people are on different pages about so many different things that you do in your personal life. Um, right. I'm used to growing up in small churches. Um, and I, I like that to some degree, but then at the same time, I feel like it was too much involvement. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit too in your business. The pastor <laughs> knew more about your business than he knew about his. Let's oh, say that. Lord. <laughs> and so, you know, I like the big churches, but then I never have spoken to my pastor. So I don't, yeah. I'm trying to find the happy, the happy medium. You'll find it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, so before we end, do you want to ask me any questions? Um, wow. What has been the biggest challenge getting into a relationship during the pandemic? Hmm. Well, let's see. My uh, fiance and I met just before the pandemic. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) I don't know. I could not imagine, and maybe I could, what it would be like to be dating during the pandemic. Because you have so many people who refuse to get vaccinated, for one. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, I wasn't like I was somebody who went out like that to begin with. I was, my routine was work, gym, home work, gym, home, grocery store, work, gym, home. It wasn't so for that routine to be completely thrown out of whack and, and just be, I guess, at working at home, maybe work out at home, sneak to the grocery store, I suppose, with a mask and gloves and all of that jazz, I would be screwed. I don't, I don't know. But, um, as far as the pandemic is concerned, we did fine. I, I know a lot of people were like, oh my God, I, I can't stand him. You know, a lot of people discovered that they really didn't like their partner in the mm-hmm. pandemic. But um, other than that, it we did fine. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't it um, was too bad. 
uh, we did have the, the, we are a, a blended family. So, um, mm-hmm. the kids were here and we still did things with them, but we tried to do things that were like outside. So didn't have to worry too much about, um, the six feet apart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we wore masks where we had to go. Um, so yeah, the pandemic wasn't, um, too bad. Uh, I know, like I said, I know people have experienced some things in the pandemic that was not, you realize you really did not like that person. Mm. So I'm thankful <laughs> that we have made it through. He, we've both been vaccinated at this point um, and continue to wear our mask as we need to. And the kids are getting ready to, well, the older kids have been vaccinated, um, okay. but our little one has not yet. Okay. So, yes. So let me ask you this. What is something that you learned about yourself during the pandemic? During the pandemic? Well, I mean, we're technically still in it. So I'm saying since it started to now, what's something that you learned about yourself that you're like, oh, I didn't necessarily realize that. Hmm. I thought you were going to ask me something I realized about myself as it relates to, um, I guess, my relationship. Well, but- either or. I mean, that's still you. So. OK, so I being in a relationship has mm-hmm. forced me to. um address that I am passive aggressive very passive aggressive. <gasps> oh girl you got that too yes real I got a little tension that I'm trying to work on real bad like if I get upset my way of dealing is usually I go into myself and I will not talk to you for three to five days <laughs> Dang, that's awesome really... this week <laughs> three to I five really... days I really need to, but it's so funny because I'll still go, but I'll make the coffee. I'll make you breakfast. I'll make all the food, but I'm not talking to you. Mm, Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm upset, but I'm just not, I have to do a better job of addressing things in the moment instead of letting it fester. hmm. And I think I, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I feel like I got that from when I was a child. Right. And your parents are, you can't challenge them. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's what they say goes and that's it. And so you, whatever you might have wanted to say, even if it wasn't disrespectful, you just have to swallow it. And so I don't think I've, I've realized that I'm an adult now. And Mm -hmm. so if I have an opinion about something or if something is bothering me in that moment, I need to say it, I swallow it and just again, and it festers. So that is something that I've learned about myself that I have to do better about because when you're in a relationship, you can't just not talk to people. It's not going to work. Three to five whole days. Three to five whole days. Yes. I will let it fester like an infection. So that, that is definitely something I've learned about myself that I have to do better about. Wow. And so question, when you can't, when you realize that, did you talk to someone about it or is it just some, like a self realization type of situation? Um, so the good thing about the bar being a lawyer and everything is we get six sessions free with therapist. Um, and so I have been talking to a therapist about it initially, but that is just something I kind of realized on my own because therapists to me are like, um, looking for a good pair of shoes. You're going to be going to a couple different stores <laughs> to find that one therapist that really, first of all, checks in with you and say, Hey, you have an appointment, blah, 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 blah. I feel Mm -hmm. like the last couple of sessions that I've had with therapists and hopefully I'll find a good one um, Mm -hmm. has been a brain dump. I haven't had a chance to get what I need to um, 
get past when there's situations come up because they're going to come up. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, still looking for that, that, that therapist, but at the same time, um, just self-reflection. I always understood that when you go into therapy, you're not going to be focusing on other people. You're going to be focusing on yourself. And I think a lot of people think they just supposed to go in there. Well, he did and she did and blah, 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 <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And then also it kind of takes me to the show Insecure. I don't know if you watch Insecure. Um, I usually do. I haven't started this season yet. You haven't started this season. Well, one of but the you seasons- can tell, you can spoil. I don't care. Okay. So I haven't, I, I, this is more so about last season where Molly was doing therapy. Right. But it seemed like to me, she wasn't taking the advice that she was getting. Mm. Issa to me seemed more like she had went to therapy than Molly had. Right. Yeah. That, that, I found that so interesting because again, Issa approached the, and for those who um, watch Insecure, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Um, she approached the situation with Lawrence and Condola with such grace I, mm. the way she handled that in terms of she didn't flip out on condola they continued to keep working together um when L- lawrence asked her to not so talk about him too much with condola she was she wasn't like nigga anybody talking about you blah blah, blah. she <laughs> she kept it cool like well, you know okay cool no big deal you went up to the point where he realized that he still loved her now if she had flipped out on him it might have been different right you know so um i think that that was one of those moments where I realized just watching that scene play out as far as with Molly and her therapist, mm-hmm. that um, therapy is about addressing yourself, the things that you're doing, our reactions to people and not so much what people are doing. She right. like when, when Molly said to her, well, Issa was wrong. And then Nathan was wrong. Or Andrew was wrong. Everybody's wrong. She was like, OK, so you right. But do you want to be in relationship? Right. Sometimes you, you want to be, be right or you want to be single. <laughs> That's it. Like, what What else do you want me to say? <laughs> and she was like, okay, read me then. But then she flat out went and did the exact opposite of the conversation she had. I was just floored. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that made me kind of reflect more so inward before I even got to a therapist. So hopefully when I do, I'll get past that brain dump <laughs> to where I get more tools on how to, uh, I guess, argue or debate, uh, disagree more effectively, you know, right. to where I'm not sitting for three days. Right. When I'm upset. But I've been one of those people, I just do not like to argue. So usually that's another reason because I unfortunately have witnessed parents arguing to the top of their lungs and you're in the bed like some somebody gotta go to school in the morning so you know (laughs) I would like to not hear this all day so I tend to try to avoid arguments at every turn that's so interesting because I grew up grew up in a household that was the the exact opposite never saw my parents even have a disagreement which Mm. sounds great but then when it's time to have a disagreement you don't know how <laughs> so I mean, even though I'm on the opposite end, it's just like, okay, so how do we, how do we compromise? How do we voice our opinions and our sides and our feelings without being accusatory and get to some type of solution that works best for both of us? So yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, I saw it and everything, <laughs> but, and maybe you didn't, but both of our parents are divorced. So. Right. That part. 
<laughs> and so that that is the other thing that I I guess I'm nervous about about marriages because I haven't seen too many successful marriages, and so I'm trying to see what that looks like. But and I don't want to be one of those people that's like oh, all of a sudden an expert just because I got married right whatever. you know how people do girl so what i did was you know all of a sudden, it's you how you get your juice. husband let me tell you i got the sauce now first of all it took me 39 years okay. so apparently the sauce isn't that potent uh <laughs> yeah so I, I feel it i feel you right. on that. okay oh yeah so i forgot to ask you so um you're you're part part of the swirl life if you will um we're online <laughs> um so what would you say has been the biggest difference I guess in being in, in a interracial relationship versus um you know dating a, I guess a black man if you will hmm. I don't know why I gotta whisper that that was weird I know it's a secret girl we just, <laughs> just got free and it's a secret okay um <laughs> think of differences Honestly, I don't feel like there are that many, but I think it's because of who I chose. So I hate to, I hate to use the term woke (laughs) because it's so overused, Mm -hmm. but um, my husband, he was conscious of what was, of what is and was going on in the world. I mean, we started dating shortly after the George Floyd situation. And so the racial tension in America was hot. First of all, we had Trump in the office. So Hello. that brought it up two notches. And then we had this incident happen that brought it up more. So when we started talking, we were at a point where I was very aware of, okay, if I, if I date someone, they got to be Black Lives Matter, okay? <laughs> they can't be on that All Lives Matter stuff because we mm-hmm. know that All Lives Matter. But mm-hmm. we're focusing on this right now. And ironically... <laughs> My husband, he actually had this um, this little wristband that actually said Black Lives Matter. And of course, you can just buy that anywhere. But from my conversations with him, I knew that he he was aware. He knows that he has a privilege. He knows that my experience and our children's experiences aren't going to be the same as his. Mm-hmm. So that was definite. That definitely is a factor. But as far as our relationship, I really I'm trying to think. He doesn't wear a wave cap at night, but my um, <laughs> hair either. So neither does mine. Well, I think that's be like there's there's so so many similarities and there's so many differences. But when you're in your day to day life, you don't. There's really there really are there's there's really nothing I can think of. Now that hasn't always been my experience. I have dated, and all lives matter. DT I'm supporting <laughs> white man. This is like white man. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was like, I don't know, probably in the year before. Actually, I've dated a couple. So I I have dated black, white, Hispanic. Only one I haven't dated was Asian, but I guess that's just because the opportunity had. Are men from India considered Asian? I kind of think so, but I don't know. Because them them Indian men love EJ, okay? I just want to say. Tell them back up. She's she's off the market now. (laughs) Just say it. But, um, so yeah, so earlier on, I mean, um, like before I met my husband, obviously, I I dated this one particular guy and he he vividly stands out in my mind because we have, we had conversations and I was trying to get him to realize because he said something about Trump and I was just like, ugh, reality star, blah, blah, blah. And then 
I heard in his voice he got offended by Ooh. me saying something bad about him. And I was like, oh, oh wow. so Trump supporter, are we? Mm. And he, we had conversations and they got to the point where they, they were literally yelling on the phone. I'm not oh. a big yeller like that. Like mm. I can get passionate and loud and animated about certain things, but I don't want to be like, white privilege exists. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have to convince you of that. You know? So we have gotten into a couple of different arguments and I, I talked to one of my friends who's also in an um, interracial marriage right now. Um, mm. and she's like, give the guy a chance. And I had given him all the chances and I ran out. So he, blo- he got blocked and we moved forward. That's but right. that would be my only thing. And matter of fact, on my YouTube channel, that's a may you one. If you want to check that out on my YouTube channel, I've had, um, conversations with people I, I did something called a may you are real and uncut where we talked about interracial relationships and on on that channel someone had made a comment saying something like oh I need to get me a white man and I was like pause first of all let's let's vet our person whether they're white black hispanic an Blue, alien green, whatever yellow, whatever they need to be vetted so don't come in here with this white savior complex like this is going to solve all my problems because it's not it's so, not it might know. make them bigger Right. So definitely, I would just say, make sure you're vetting your guy, regardless of what race he is, black, white or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, mm-hmm. vet him. Mm-hmm. And as long mm-hmm. as he's good, he ain't going with it. Right. Find out what that be like. What know? that be like. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What I had a question I wanted to ask you and it just left me. Just left oh, okay. So what are the things that you feel like, um, you and your husband um do together like couples things versus the things that are just for a mayu and making sure that a mayu has time for her friends and the things that she's interested in what do we do together i can't talk about that that's intimate no i'm just kidding <laughs> what, what? we ain't talk about the that other part. Things the do. other stuff um our spirituality is something that really bonds us uh, we we both we go to church, of course, and mm-hmm. there's just there's nothing like that feeling of being at church with your spouse. Like, I'm so glad that I'm not missing out on that. You know, like regardless of you know what your denomination is or whatever. But I was in a situation like a few years back where I wouldn't have been able to have that bond with the person that I was dating, mm-hmm. and I dated them anyway, like a fool. Um, but we were not on the same page as far as that. And I'm so glad that I get to share that with my husband. So that's one thing. Um, we, it's so crazy because we don't, because we've been in this pandemonium, it's, <laughs> it's so different. I think, you know, he, well, not I think, I know that he's open to cosplaying with me. So I can't Ooh, wait. That's going to be that. awesome. Right. I already am ready for us to do a Rick and Michonne because, you know, The Walking Dead. Ah. So, um, yeah, that's one thing. That was uh, definitely the thing that you used to love. Yes, I, and I still do. And I'm like, ah. Uh, so are people, is it back open or? Um, They did some type of um Dragon Con this year, but I don't even know what they were doing, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, of course, in 2020, they completely canceled it and they rolled people's memberships over to 2021. Gotcha. So gotcha. there was gotcha. that. But I wasn't ready to go out and be amongst 
the people because if you've ever been to a dragon con or any con you're packed right on top of each other basically mm. so if they got it you gonna get it oh yeah they got, the, back, they got the variants. i don't want nothing else y'all got i don't want no bitches. <laughs> i don't want the flu i don't want a common cold from you so yeah i will say i feel like we should have always been wearing masks in, yeah, in japan yeah. for they wear masks out, out oh. of courtesy you exactly. know when they're sick we should have been doing this a long time ago right i don't know why this is new to us i don't know because i can say i haven't had like a real cold in a long time since the pen pen shimmy <laughs> because i've been wearing my mask and you're more conscious <laughs> of you know keeping your hands clean before you touch your face and things like that so yeah yeah so like um, some of the things that we uh enjoy doing together is walking we um there's a park not too far from our um house um and we walk and talk so that's kind of like the things that we do usually i try to make sure i don't have my phone on me it doesn't always go that way but um <laughs> usually we'll you know have a good conversation so that's some of the things that we um do but i always try to make sure that i um am aware that i am still a whole per- person and i have a whole life outside of right. being in this relationship so you want to make sure that you make time for your friends and for your hobbies obviously one of my favorite things to do is step aerobics that is my peanut butter and jelly sandwich jam. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what are, I'm trying to think, what are some of the other things that are super important to me that I do? I love crafts. Like I, I when the kids get here, I got some things planned for them, what we're going to make. So <laughs> I was watching YouTube videos on how to make Christmas wreaths. So Mm. I bought all of the ribbon and like all the little trinkets we're going to put on there. So while the kids are here, I'm going to have them design their own and put their names on it and put them on their bedrooms. Um, And then we're going to have one to put on the door. So yeah, those are like some of the things that are my, my, my jams. And so like some of the things that fiance likes to do, he likes to go to the gun range. That's his thing. And do uh, that more. Do you? You like gun range? I am surprised. I don't know why military does pow pow wow (laughs) wow yeah so he's i think um i'm gonna eventually get get one just because the world is is a dumb and uh i got to be protected out here yes and since i'm planning a wedding i actually took um a second uh gig if you will and so it's got Mm -hmm. me going downtown um and over there in bucket where it's been popping if you were right. not in the good literally league. right <laughs> okay so i'm not we're not playing those games um so yeah that's something that he likes to do um so and and how important do you think it is for us to have separate lives like my, he doesn't like to wear matching shirts he <laughs> hates it <laughs> every once in he a doesn't while, like the it. corny couple shirts Mm-mm, not at all oh. I'm, tr- I'm trying to work him on on christmas pajamas but i don't i don't know how that's gonna go Mm. yeah I'm trying to work on mine too I'll let you know how that goes um I think it's very important um and also I think that because my husband and I's relationship is still so new like it's we haven't even known each other a year yet and we're (laughs) we've been we're married so I think we'll find more that we enjoy doing together um Mm -hmm. once you know the world goes back to normal quote unquote um Mm -hmm. I don't know when that happens but um, I think there'll definitely be more in discovery. And as far as our things that we do separately, I think they're very important because you don't want to just completely lose your whole identity, which is why I'll probably be starting back up a May You Are Real and Uncut on the YouTube. 
please, because I want to talk to my people again and, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, continue to do my own thing. Um, I'm in school right now. So that's, that's my quote unquote job for the moment. Gotcha. But yeah, gotcha. it's definitely, um, I think it's definitely important because you, and also not, not necessarily quote unquote losing yourself, but just having something that's your own. We have, we can't, I don't have my own bed. I don't have my own room. I don't have my own bathroom. I don't have my own, you know? So just having something that's your own is important so that you can completely throw yourself into it and, and have that as just your space, even if it's not a physical space, just your virtual space, if you will. Absolutely. To to do your thing, you know? Absolutely. That reminds me of the other thing that we do. We have the, um, with my, a couple of my colleague friends, um, we have a, a monthly happy hour that we call unbuttoned. Ooh. And so we usually go to a different, um, Atlanta, uh, spot. Um, and usually because of one of my, our past guests, my buddy, Mark, he loves rooftops. So I always try to find mm. a spot that's a rooftop and we get together. And so it is turned into, um, one of my favorite things to do because I get to get other, you know, experiences with uh, men that are just my friends and um, we catch up on what's going on in the legal world and just, you know, just shooting the breeze and I just love it. So that's another thing that I have for just myself. I don't, my spouse or my uh, fiance does not come to that. Um, And he'd be ready to throw me out the door. (laughs) He's like, you ready to go now? You you ready to go? You got your mask? Have have, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but I think that's so important to have your your own space, like you said, and your own identity. There was something I was watching the other day. It's a uh, show called Dope Sick, and the one of the My husband is binging that. that. Oh, okay, no, I need to get into it though, just because he's watching it, so I need to watch it. <laughs> Got you. So Rosario Dawson plays a uh, police officer agent um, investigating the opioid crisis, and mm-hmm. her husband was noticing that she had become obsessed with it to where it was impacting their marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were going to therapy and all these different things because he felt like she was just, when things didn't go her way, she was getting upset or again, just ignoring him and all of those different things. And she says to him, this is the one line that I do like. She was like, I want to be known for more than just being your wife. Mm. And I was like, okay. Okay. I need to sit with that. I need to sit with that because I do think like a lot of times um, the world focuses marriage and, and, and being a wife and getting married on women. Right. Yes, absolutely. And not on me. You notice that? Absolutely. Especially, especially in the church. What is that about? I don't know. The men are the horny ones, so they should be the ones trying to get married first, I would think. You would think? <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. But it's just patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, again, I don't want to hold you too long. We are at an hour. Um, if What is something you would like to share with someone Um about dating or anything you want to share to end it out. Wow. This is like my little, my little last dose, if you will. Yes. <laughs> give the people. I've been binging Amanda Seal, So <laughs> that's <Ooh>. why. <laughs> give the people um, something to, to, to rest on. Um, I would just say if you are seriously looking for love and your life partner to, be open to receive, be willing to compromise, and think outside the box. I love it. 
I will say pray, but you probably already prayed for it. So I ain't going to tell you to do that again. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you're praying. Um, I probably would say um, take everything that you know, probably throw it out and start <laughs> over. Because, again, waiting, sitting, thinking he's going to come beating on the door. Mm. It's not going to work. You're going to have to be a little bit more intentional. Obviously, we talked to both men and women on this show, but um, obviously we are women. So that's usually who we're talking to. Again, I just want people to recognize that you got some flaws too. Mm -hmm. So don't just go into it thinking, oh, what he needs to do. It's about what you guys are going to do together. Yep. Yes. That's that on that. That's that on that period. (laughs) what the kids are saying these days i do feel Period. yeah mm. but anywho thank you so much mrs orndorff for joining me this has been awesome thank you and we I would love to have myself. you on a future episode to just shoot the breeze we're gonna have to talk about married at first sight after all. yes yes we will <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that hopefully you guys are watching that show i don't think i'm gonna be watching past this season though because i'm just tired it's too much. It's too after much. last year with Chris and Paige and the pregnancy. And you, you really, you, the fact that this season is still pretty much on point with this one is is really bothering me. No, Hurricane Michaela has just Lord. whipped through the. You know. Okay, we got next next show next show. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the ATL Watering Hole. If you have any questions or you like some, you want to send something to us for us to give you advice on um, outside of the stuff that might require therapy, feel free to inbox us at atlwateringhole at gmail.com. And we look forward to answering your questions. And we're out. Bye. <laughs>